Here's a message from Ken Lavica. The holiday season can be difficult for a lot of people for a variety of reasons. Sports, well, that's one of them. Maybe it's a trigger for holiday depression. Again, that is caused by many, many things. Since Thanksgiving, since that terrible Bears-Lions game, some weird, depressing things have happened since then. We need to discuss. Christina Costanza hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Since I was a kid, there's been just a couple of constants in my sports life where I've looked forward to it, it's must-see, it's must-watch, and that's about to come to an end, and I'm having a little bit of a difficult time coping with it as we start the holiday season. Ken Levicka live Wednesday, ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speakers in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, Right off of the sparkly and beautiful Intracoastal. Tina Costanza, 3 o'clock every day. Josh Cohen and the home team, she's here with me, making sure things run smoothly and babysitting me until 1 o'clock. I am again Ken Levicka. So, uh, Tina, are you familiar with the term holiday depression? No. You haven't heard of holiday depression? No, because I feel like the holidays are supposed to be happy. Well, yeah, and and that generally is the case. But this is actually a clinical term. This is something that can be diagnosed. In mental health circles, holiday depression is a real thing because while you are merry and cheery and you look forward to the holidays, there are some that have have lost a family member recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people that maybe feel lonely because they've had a falling out with family or loved ones. Uh, Those that feel stressed out or overwhelmed because of the holidays, because their schedule gets so tight. They've got to bring the kids here and there and go shopping and handle crowds in the malls, and there's the constant traffic. Uh, There are a lot of different triggers for holiday depression. And again, this is something that is, is diagnosed in people. Okay, yeah, I definitely get it now. When you start talking about it more, yeah, there's obviously yeah. some, there's times in holidays where, yes, it's very upsetting because of those family members that aren't here anymore. Or again, you know, with the year we've had this year, you oh, know, yeah. might not be talking to family. Right, yeah, uh, that's a great point, actually. Yeah. Um, okay, but I've never heard of it. Yeah, so holiday depression's a real thing. So now oh, you okay. know, good, I taught you something, excellent. Wow, I learned about lemmings yesterday. Lemmings, they Hol- throw themselves off cliffs. Very upset about that yeah. because they're really cute. That has nothing to do with depression, though. That's just no. a biological response. Yes, and yeah. now holiday depression. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh do you remember when we talked about the Wednesday before Thanksgiving or otherwise known as the day before Thanksgiving? And I said that Bears Lions was going to be truly one of the biggest NFL embarrassments and the darkest Thanksgiving moment since the white man brought smallpox over to this continent. Do you remember when I said that on Wednesday? Yes, it was the game that you were going to probably not watch and actually go hang out with your family. <laughs> well, so, yes, I got news I remember. for you. I watched that game and didn't <laughs> hang with my family. And I regret watching that game every second of my being. It was atrocious. 
And I firmly believe that it has done something to us cosmically from a sports perspective. I think that that game that was played so poorly, where the Lions racked up about 45 penalties in that game, and the Bears just ran down, ran down, ran down, ran down the clock to kick a field goal that wasn't a certainty to, to keep the Lions winless. And again, one of the more horrific games we've ever seen, not just on Thanksgiving, but ever in NFL history. I think it's done something to us. I think it's thrown the universe off balance i think there is something in the cosmos that has been disrupted because of that because since that opening thanksgiving thanksgiving day game there's been a lot of weird in sports a lot of weird in sports we've had for the first time i can remember multiple massive college football coaching moves where these highly paid championship caliber Coaches at these monstrous programs have decided to go to not even debatably lesser programs. Lincoln Riley, Brian Kelly, the Mets have given baseball's most expensive contract of all time. The Mets are acting like the Yankees. It's really, really, really weird. Uh, You have... And Evan Cohen tweeted about this. You hear him commercial free 5 o'clock every day. Uh, he tweeted about this bizarro sports world. It included th- this example, too, of uh, when he was a child, you know, the Knicks were dominant. Now that he's an adult, the Nets are the Knicks. And last night, the Knicks lose to the Nets, and all the Knicks want to do is make excuses and blame the officiating because the Nets are the standard in New York. Like Everything is turned upside down. Everything is weird. Manny Diaz. We thought he was fired three weeks ago. He's still the head coach of Miami, Tina. In the, the 24 hours ago, we talked about Manny Diaz still being the head coach at Miami. Three weeks ago, we talked about Manny Diaz being fired. Well, nothing's changed from yesterday to now, Tina. Manny Diaz is still the head coach. I firmly believe that Bears Lions threw something off. And like right now, sports is trying to hurdle or spiral some of us into an early holiday depression. Sports can be a trigger. I firmly believe that. It could be the loss of a family member. It could be a falling out with the family. And that's probably more prevalent than all than, than it's ever been right now. Tina pointed that out, and she's spot on with it. I know I get stressed out when it's not the holidays. I get super stressed out when it is the holidays. It's also, Tina, getting dark at 5 o'clock. Oh. That's depressing. Yeah, that's very you have depressing. very little sunlight in an area of the country where we're known for our sunshine. Uh, and and sports triggers this as well. I think that can be a trigger. And for me, you know what triggered my early sports holiday depression? It was listening to this man yesterday. This man being Jupiter Island resident, Tiger Woods. And he was discussing whether or not He'll ever be in contention for a major again as he tries to come off of that catastrophic leg injury following that accident, that car accident he had earlier this year. And listen to this from someone who we thought was unbreakable, someone that we thought was indestructible. Here's Tiger Woods' response to whether or not he can compete at a major any longer. Once I started building, I realized that after Tampa that I could win. Okay, Then I proved to myself that I could take the lead in the British Open. Okay, well, I could 
close, even though I did not win, I closed pretty good at the PGA at Belle Reve. And then 19, I won the Masters. Okay, well, I, I don't see that type of trend going forward for me. I won't have the opportunity to practice in, given the condition of my leg um, and build up. I, I just don't. So I mean, it's going to have to be a different way of doing it. Um, and that's okay, and I'm at peace with that. I've, I've made the climb enough times. Basically conceding that I'm not going to be able to get to that level anymore. I can't do that anymore. I can't practice like I did. And I've come to peace with that. He's going to compete in majors. He's not going to win majors. And he's probably very rarely going to be there on the weekend at majors. That's Tiger Woods, Tina. That's the man. That's the legend. That's the myth come to reality. And now after that car accident, after all of the things he had with the back, the constant surgeries, the debilitating pain, him being hunched over on his patio where his kids had to go call for help. He came back from that. But finally, he met something that has pretty much ended his career as we know it. We've been speculating on the end of Tiger Woods for quite some time, but he found ways to defy that. But now he's, he's gone. That's it. That's it. And that is depressing. Because that is someone that had always been there. That is someone who is always at the top of the sport. That is the person that got me starting to watch golf. And now that he's going to be gone and he's acknowledging that he's coming to peace with that, I'm not ready to come to peace with that. Because I don't know what i do anymore as a golf fan with no Tiger. That's depressing. That's been my source of early holiday depression. And again, this all stems from Bears-Lions. I blame you, Dan Campbell. I blame you, Andy Dalton. I blame you, Jared Goff. I especially blame you, Matt Nagy. (laughs) Tiger Woods basically saying, yeah, it's not going to happen anymore. That's my early source of holiday depression. What about you? What's your early source of holiday depression since Thanksgiving? 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. What has been your source of of holiday depression since Thanksgiving. It's still weird to hear Tiger, who I thought was, I mean, nothing was going to keep him down. Not the cheating allegations that he finally came all the way back from after being buried by national and international media. And you know, Tina, that's when I became a huge Tiger fan. I was always just sort of, hey, I'd like to see the best get knocked off. But once... Uh, he he cheated on Elon and everything came out and things sort of snowballed and it became fun and trendy to pile on the guy to where people were openly rooting for his demise over a mistake that, let's be honest, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of men, uh, they make that mistake on a yearly basis and they're not his profile or they just sort of move on with their lives. He was never allowed to move on with his life. And people in golf, especially, were rooting for him to fail. That's when I became a huge Tiger fan. Because it was sort of a defiance, sort of a lay off this dude. That, that, you should be able to separate his personal misgivings from his professional accomplishments. And that's when I became a Tiger fan. And he came back from all of that. And was able to regain a number one in the world ranking. Then the back problems started. Then he came back from that. And he won the Masters, which is still one of the greatest sports moments, most memorable sports moments of my life. 
And now him after that car accident, which came out of nowhere, came out of nowhere. And he acknowledged, yeah, I'm at peace with that. I'm never going to be able to ramp up like I did previously. I can't get to that height any longer. I mean, Tina, we're talking about a generational talent. Uh, he, he, he is someone that even yeah, I though knew ti- I knew Tiger. you're casual, casual sports fan and certainly not someone that's going to sit down and watch golf. No, no. And Tiger Woods is someone that even you could appreciate. Yes, and I've known for I've known about for years. So, but, okay, so, so a few things, Ken. Mm-hmm. First, you are so extra. Why? You, Why? You just really hated this. You like despise this Lions Bears game because it like, was embarrassing, despi- and and the Lions should be kicked off. That, of, uh, it wasn't that. No, bad. it was it was horrific. I have seen in my in my fifteen years, I've seen some bad high school football in person down here in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast, and I would put any of those games, and I'm talking like six three mud filled field goal ridden games. It was better played with less penalties than the Lions and the Bears. Okay, so that that game I didn't think was you know crazy, and I don't think it spiraled into all these things. I was I the voice a, of FAU for a one win season in 2011. <laughs> I was the voice was of FAU for back to back to back three and nine seasons. Tina, okay, I know something, a little bit of something about bad football. Okay, okay. Well, I don't think this game spiraled all these just co- things that have been a coincidence with these head coaches. Yes. Kind of crazy. Both of them are going to these schools that you know, and how it kind of played out. But don't think that's all because of the Lions and Bears game. Tiger, it's sad because yes, we he it it's, it probably took so much of him, and so much of us probably appreciate him saying this because he's letting us know this is what's to come. There's not, I, you know, like he said, I he probably can't climb that mountain again, and you know, so it's sad. But at least he's not leaving. But I could see that, you know, being your source of holiday depression. Yeah, yeah, it, it's sad. It I googled sad. this holiday depression thing too, uh-huh. and nothing's really come up. So I don't know if I believe you. No, just Google. I mean, I what, literally Google. Did you use Google or did you? I use Google. Okay, like you didn't use Ask Jeeves. You no, used Google. Just, no, yeah, it, it it it's giving me sources to help depression, but not holiday depression. There's no holiday depression. Keep looking. Up. I promise you. I promise <laughs> you, it's there. Holiday depression is a very real thing, and for me, it's before I've even stepped foot into a mall. It's before I've gotten into a fight with a fellow shopper or seen a shopper try and oh fight gosh. a cashier I bet or you're road the worst. rage. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm, I like to treat people I don't like people inherently but I like to treat people with respect okay so I don't yell at cashiers I okay, don't make no, scenes yeah. I feel bad for cashiers I feel bad for people who work in retail especially this time of year oh because yeah. it's a thankless damn job mm-hmm. and we should be commending these people for serving our whim during the holiday season they don't have to do it especially for the money they make or don't make more accurately so do me a favor and treat the cashiers treat the employees in retail with some damn respect this time of year. Tiger Woods, for all intents and purposes, saying, yeah, it's never going to be the same. And a major, probably not going to be there at the top. That's been an early source of holiday depression for me. Another one, a secondary one, is just seeing this huge amount of money. This huge oh, amount yeah, of money. Oh, yeah, I wish I had all that money. Being thrown around to college football coaches. Meanwhile, we still, still have university presidents who are against name, image, and likeness, NIL, and players making some money on the side. 
Meanwhile, ah, here you go. Here's a $110 million contract, Lincoln Riley. Enjoy. I mean, how badly of a double standard, how ill in the head do you have to be for you to try and justify that? I saw something that. on Twitter about, I don't know if, it, I think it was Brian Kelly, like the bonuses he would make mm-hmm. get the, for the bowl games. So, I, yeah. my my jaw just dropped. So get this, and I cannot remember. Actually, let me, when we, when we come back from break, uh, there might be a typo in Brian Kelly's contract with LSU oh. that may make him a lot more money than LSU oh. initially Oh planned for so hold on i'll get to that i'll get to that we'll we'll come back from the break with that but i want to talk about people's source of holiday depression early sports related because there's been a couple of things where i've just been like what is happening what is going on and it started with that bears lions game you can poo poo it all you want tina i'm gonna poo poo it I, th- things weren't this backwards and insane before that game at Ford Field on Thursday morning. Do you see the Steelers? They have been backwards for a while. Well, that was, I mean, that was, forget backwards. They had been going (laughs) backwards, and they fell off of a cliff Uh against the Bengals. I mean, that was a thorough, thorough trashing, and they're in some serious trouble. What's been your source of holiday depression early in this holiday season since Thanksgiving? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and feel free to tweet at us, as always, at ESPN West Palm. Where are we going, Tina? Leo in Riviera Beach. Leo is on Ken Levick Alive. Leo, what's up, brother? Hey, so the first thing that's been giving me holiday depression, it started a little bit earlier than the holidays, but... Talking about them talking about uh, the sports people talking about Patriots and Bucks Super Bowl. That that made me depressed right there. Seeing the Patriots come back like that as a Dolphins fan and being talked about in the Super Bowl like that. I'm just like, please, God, no! Like Michael Scott on the Office. But, but yeah, I think I think that holiday depression is called seasonal affective disorder or sad. And for See, this sure, is why and, we uh, like smart people listening to the show. Thank you for but this that, But this Leo. is why it's not coming up on Google, because you don't know the actual right. correct term. Oh, sorry. I'm not a, I'm not a licensed psychologist, Tina. You, you literally, in the beginning of the show, were saying this is what holiday depression is. Okay, but that's another name for it. What, what, what is it called again, Leo? It's called uh, seasonal affective disorder, and every year yeah, around the holidays, uh, you know, a lot of people get it. I'm yep. not a, I'm not a doctor or anything, no, but I right. just wanted to clarify. Google that, Tina. <laughs> Leo, appreciate the call. Hang in Thanks, there, guys. pal. Thank you. Uh, speaking of the Patriots, real quick, uh, this is from Darren Ravel. I woke up this morning, and one thing that did briefly pull me out of my Tiger Woods-related sports holiday depression is a tweet from Darren Ravel. Now, I generally don't go to Darren Ravel if I want to feel better about anything, but get this, Tina. We have a new nickname in the NFL. Okay. I like nicknames. Mac Jones, oh. Patriots quarterback, has trademarked the nickname MJ10. <clears throat> so there's TB12. Oh. Mac Jones... That Mac Jones, the apex of nerd, the dough ball, the Patriots quarterback, he thinks now, through four, uh, 12 games, that he's played well enough, and he thinks he's marketable enough to where he's now MJ10. 
No, this is way too early. Nobody no, no. on the planet to this point, nobody on the planet to this point has referred to Mac Jones as MJ10. <laughs> nobody. Not a single person. Like, how does this happen? Did he wake up one morning and say, with his man boobs jiggling, getting out of bed? Hey. Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go throw the football. Oh, you know what? I'd MJ ten. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Like, how did that come about? <laughs> MJ ten. No one has called Mac Jones that, and no one's going to call Mac Jones that. Him trying to rip off Tom Brady, Mac. You got a long way to go, kid. You got a long way to go before you can give yourself the nickname. MJ10, because we all know that if you're giving yourself a nickname, that's the peak of lame. Yeah, you can't do that. No, MJ10. Ah, CP3. Ah, TB12. Ah, MJ10. One of those doesn't belong. And it's the guy who's played 12 games and just barely throws for more yards per attempt than Tua Tungavailoa. MJ10. <laughs> What's been your early source of holiday depression since Thanksgiving? Me, it's Tiger Woods basically throwing in the towel. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. And let me tell you about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 22 years of doing it. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program doesn't need fancy nicknames, doesn't need to trademark any sort of uh, chintzy stupidity like Mac Jones. No, 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 no. Because they're not hiding behind anything because the FAU Sports, uh, NBA Sports uh, Management Program, it gets results. It makes sure that it explains what it is. You get your MBA in sport management from Florida Atlantic, which is worth its weight in gold. They've been doing it, like I said, for 22 years. You are getting taught by those in the sports industry. Don't believe me? Don't believe in the results? Well, let me tell you about Tia Edwards. It's been promoted to the ticketing coordinator for the Miami Open at Hard Rock Stadium. So we're talking about the big-time tennis tournament here in South Florida, Hard Rock Stadium. The ticketing coordinator, if you're going to go down there, the person you're dealing with who's overseeing all of that, this is a massive position, it's Tia Edwards, who got her MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic. That's just one of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of examples that have piled up over 22 years. It's a top 20 program in the world for MBA sport management programs. It's the FAU MBA sport management program, fau.edu slash MBA sport, fau.edu slash MBA sport, the FAU MBA sport management program. What's been your source of sports-related holiday depression since Thanksgiving? For me, it's Tiger Woods. Uh, we have gotten... The prospect of a Bucks Patriots Super Bowl? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And when we return, Brian Kelly. What did he actually say to his Notre Dame players? We'll discuss when we come back. She's Tina Costanza, part of the home team. Every day, 3 o'clock. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.